salt shaker. Salt shaker. To the way, make the way. Hey, welcome to episode four, part two of It's the Salt for Me, brought to you by The Salty Christian. I'm your host, Marie. I invite you to subscribe, share, and comment. We have new episodes every Thursday. Last week, I talked about my thoughts on kindness. I was going to be practicing being kinder, be it by words or deeds. I was going to compliment people, lift people up, and basically treat people how I wanted to be treated, even if I felt like they didn't deserve it. I also spoke about a couple of Okay, well, one person that I was especially mean to way back in elementary school. So before I let you know how my week went, I wanted to update you on what happened years later. And I mean, years later when we were in our 20s, when I ran into homegirl. (laughs) So I had made an appointment at the beauty shop. It was a new place, walking distance from where I lived at the time that I was going to go try out. I got there on time for my appointment. The beautician had a chair right near the front door, so she obviously saw me the second I came through. She smiled and said hi and motioned for me to come and sit down. So I did. There was a couple of chairs in front of the window. I saw someone in the corner of my eye when I first walked in, but I didn't really pay attention. So I sat in the chair, and she got everything ready for my perm. She and the girl in one of the chairs were talking and laughing back and forth. I just sat there quietly listening. After she finished the perm, she rinsed it out and started blow-drying my hair. When she was done, she started combing it before she was going to curl it. She put the comb down and started running her fingers through my hair. She started telling her friend in the chair, Oh my God, look how silky her hair is and I haven't even done anything but blow-dry it. Isn't it pretty? She asked her friend, you know, as she turned her chair around so her friend could see the front too. I looked at her friend for the first time, and let me tell you, (laughs) it was her. And if looks could kill, I would have been dead. She looked at me, bit her lip, and I'm surprised her eyes didn't get stuck in the back of her head. She rolled them so hard. My stomach knotted up quick. All I was thinking was, oh, man, I'm grown with kids, and I'm getting ready to have to square up. (laughs) So she ended up not saying anything not a word. She put her head down and kept looking at the magazine she had in her hand. My hairdresser turned my seat around and told me how beautiful my hair was and commenced to curling it. After I was done, I thanked her. I left. I was going to say bye to homegirl, but she kept her head down and didn't even look my way. So I just left. It was really awkward. What's funny though, (laughs) is now that I think back, I kind of felt like she showed me a kindness that I didn't show her. I mean, yeah, she rolled her eyes, but she could have cussed me out. She could have said all kinds of craziness to me, wanted to fight me, but she didn't. Or maybe she was scared that what might have come out of my mouth again. I wondered if it brought up bad memories for her, if she felt sad, mad, or hatred when she saw me. I felt so bad. It brought up a lot of bad memories for me, and I felt really sad and mad at myself. I had to look someone in the eye who I had been so mean to so many years ago, and it didn't really feel good. I mean, she looked great. The glow up was real. (laughs) Although the more I think about it, though, she was always a really pretty girl. She was just mean. Maybe that made her seem less attractive when we were little. I don't know. All I know is that I always regretted not trying to talk to her that day, not apologizing for being so mean to her. 
for not showing her the kindness that she showed me. So fast forward a few years later, my sister had this friend that she was telling me about. (laughs) The more she was telling me about her, the more familiar this girl seemed. I asked her if she had any sisters, and she did. And guess what? Yeah, it was homie. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. You know what's even funnier? I told my sister how mean that girl was in elementary school, and my sister goes, oh, yeah, so-and-so said she's always been mean to everybody, and she still is. (laughs) What the what? (laughs) So here I am thinking she showed me a kindness when in all reality, she just rolled her eyes at me because she's still mean. She probably wanted to give me a beat down, but didn't want to do time. (laughs) I don't know. I must admit that made me feel better at the moment. But to this day, I still feel bad for being mean to her. Maybe I contributed to her having a lifetime of evil in her. Maybe if I had been more kind, she would have softened. I'll never know, but I'll always wish her the best. So this week, I practiced being Christmas kind, as I like to call it. I complimented people more than usual. It was going really well until I went to the pharmacy one day. My daughter asked me to pick up some medication for her. She had gone to pick it up and they told her it would be another 25 minutes. So she called and asked me if I could stop by and pick it up on my way home. Of course, no problem. I was with my husband. I asked him to stop at the store so we could get her medicine. So I went to the pharmacy while he was shopping around. I stood in line for about 10 minutes. When I got to the front of the line, the girl asked me if I was picking up. I said, yeah. She asked for the date of birth. I told her and gave the last name. She was looking in the system and said, oh, we're still working on it. Um... It probably won't be ready until tomorrow. (laughs) I was heated because not a few minutes, not by closing time, but tomorrow. It wouldn't be ready until tomorrow. And if that was the case, why didn't you say, why'd you say it was going to be ready in 25 minutes over an hour ago? I said, well, my daughter's not feeling good and she really needs her medicine. This just isn't going to work. She told me to wait a minute while she went to talk to the pharmacist. When she came back, she said the pharmacist told her that I could pick it up in an hour. I rolled my eyes, turned around, walked away, mumbling how ridiculous this is. I could feel the fire burning inside of me. So I went and found my husband and told him what they said. And then I thought about kindness. So I looked up, closed my eyes and just put my hand in the air and said, you know what? I'm sorry, God. I'm sorry that I wasn't more kind to that girl. It wasn't her fault. I give it to you and I will try and do better. My husband knew I was mad. He was like, stay here and let me go talk to them. I don't know what he said, but the pharmacist told him he was sorry. I will get it ready in a few minutes. I went back over and saw my husband sit down. So I asked him why he was sitting down and what happened. And he told me they were really busy and that both pharmacy techs had called out sick and they were backed up, but that the pharmacist was going to get her medicine ready. So at first, in my mind, I was like, why'd they do it for you and not me? Then I was like, I'm sorry, God. I know I promised to do better. Please forgive my thoughts. So I sat down with him waiting. There was a man who had put in a prescription and was told it would be ready tomorrow too. He asked to have his prescription moved to another pharmacy because he couldn't wait either. He didn't seem upset. He just left to go to another pharmacy. The line was backing up down the aisle by this time when the pharmacist called out our name and motioned for my husband to come over to the register. 
He paid and I heard the pharmacist apologize for the wait. My husband thanked him and told him, you know, no problem. Now, a few things. First of all, I wondered where my real husband was because normally I'm the one trying to talk him off a ledge. Two, why did I feel like I was more important than all those other people who were in line that clearly weren't getting their medicine that night? (laughs) Three, why did it upset me to the point where I felt like I had the right to be so mean to somebody? I know you can catch more honey, more bees with honey, and I really am a good person. I think I felt wronged in some way, and old habits die hard. Being kind all the time is really a lot of work. It's really hard. I really have to be more aware of the way things make me feel before I respond. I also have to be more mindful of what I'm going to say before I say it. Trying to put myself in someone else's shoes or thinking about how I would want to be treated. Luckily, this happened earlier in the week, so I still had time to keep practicing Christmas kindness. So my questions for the week were, number one, does being kind mean I have to just let people walk all over me? While the Bible tells us to turn the other cheek or love your enemies, I don't think that it's telling us just to let people treat us any kind of way. Proverbs 13, 20 says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise but the companion of fools will suffer harm. This is warning us to watch out who we keep company with, actually. In my opinion, we shouldn't even be entertaining people that would walk all over us. While we are called to be kind, we don't have to be naive. Yes, we can pray for them, but we have to have enough wisdom to keep our distance from people who would think so little of us that they can just walk all over us. My second question was, What do I do when I feel like I'm being weak if I allow someone to get away with being unkind to me? Take a deep breath. That's what I did after the whole pharmacy fiasco. I started to take a deep breath when my feelings would have me ready to respond in some negative manner. I would simply say, Jesus, forgive my thoughts and help me with my words. Doing that allowed me the couple of seconds I needed to rethink my words, and it actually worked. And if I still felt some type of way, I removed myself from the situation, which proves that God's strength is made perfect in my weakness. My third question was, do I still have to be kind when the person just has a mean spirit toward everybody? Or will God just let that one go? All I can do is reiterate Matthew 5, 44, which says, but I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. I have prayed for people who have wronged me on several occasions because that is what God has called us to do. I feel like sometimes I mean it and sometimes I'm just giving lip service to God so I know so that he thinks I'm trying. I have also been more kind this week to people who normally irritate my spirit. It's hard. No, I don't think God is just going to let us be mean because someone has a mean spirit toward everybody. I think that these are the people who need our prayers the most. So. Like I said, this past week, I practiced being kinder, be it by words or deeds. I complimented people, tried to lift them up, and basically treat them how I wanted to be treated, even if I felt they didn't deserve it. I gave them what I like to call Christmas kindness in October. I found out that being kind is hard, but the more you practice, the easier it gets. And I mean kind all the time. After the pharmacy incident, things kind of turned around for me. I had a whole new outlook on how I was going to handle myself. 
Wherever I went, I found at least one person to compliment. When I complimented them, their eyes would light up and they would smile and say thank you. I think they were genuinely thankful for the compliment. It was like I somehow helped make their day just a little bit better. Wherever I went from then on, I went in looking to see if I could offer Christmas kindness to somebody. I smiled at people a lot, offered help if I could, held open doors. It was nice. It was if people started feeling my energy, and in return, they seemed to be more kind to me. I got a few compliments. Someone let me over in traffic, held a door or two for me. It made me feel really good. Like there are good people still left in this world. We just have to reach out and let people know that they have worth. People are beautiful gifts from God, and we need to treat each other as such. We don't know what people are going through or how they're feeling. I think a lot of people wear a mask. A lot of people are hurting and too proud to ask for help. And there's times when I've seen people, com complete strangers that look really happy, but their eyes tell a different story. They have really sad eyes. When I'm thinking about it, I always ask God to let them feel his spirit so they know that they're not alone. Sometimes I want to tell them I'll be praying for them, but I figure most people want you to mind your business, so I don't say anything. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe we should be reaching out to people, offering an ear to listen or shoulder to cry on when our intuition tells us to. If they don't, they decline. At least they know somebody in the world cared. Isn't that one of the kindest things we could do? I decided to carry on with Christmas kindness. I am going to be more mindful of people and their feelings. I'm going to reach out when I can and try and be a blessing to others. I think you should too. I think we all should. One way to think about this, I always help somebody in need if they ask me and I have it to give. And it mostly happens with people I run into on the streets, you know, homeless people, the majority of the time. I will give them money or buy them food or sometimes both every time because <laughs> I always feel like you never know who you're helping. Sometimes I think God may put them there to see how much compassion I have, to see how kind I can be. And this is a test I have never failed. This world could use some kindness, and who knows, it might just turn someone's eyes to the Lord. Does being kind change your life? Absolutely. So just be kind. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you went on this journey with me, please reach out and leave a comment on how it worked out for you and if you plan to continue on with Christmas kindness. I again invite you to subscribe, share, and comment. I'll catch you on the next episode of It's the Salt for Me. Until then, be blessed and be a blessing. Take the salt, take the salt.